Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak, as said by Hung. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show is the gift of simplicity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Hurricane Matthew Relief to get books to the victims of the storm. And if you can help us help them, please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a donation to get more information. We are shipping to Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Please help us help those in need. All right. um, In accordance with our theme this week, The Gift of Simplicity, we have some awesome tips for simple traveling for the holidays, which are coming up this year. Um, uh, Asia, do you want to start us off? Yeah, definitely. So... I do a lot of traveling, and I thought this would be great to talk about with our listeners because Christmas is coming up, and we're going to have a crazy time traveling to wherever it is we're going. And this year, my family and I are traveling to California from Colorado, and what we are doing is we are going to be flying to Nevada, and then we are going to drive from Nevada to California. And although it's not that long of a drive, it could get crazy, you know, people can get cramped in the car, you know, we might get bored, Uh, traffic might come up, and we're actually going to get there really, really, really early Christmas morning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I know. And living in Denver, the Denver airport is absolutely insane. And I just thought I should share some tips with you guys on how to make traveling a little bit simpler this year. So when you're traveling by plane, uh, you get your ticket, you get your confirmation, and you might get a text from the from the airport saying, "Okay, well, here's your ticket. Here's the time you're leaving. Make sure to be there. Make sure to check in." The best thing to do, most of the time I fly Frontier because they're really cheap and they have good seats. You know, I don't really care about the plane that I'm taking. I just want to make sure I actually get to where I'm going. Uh, So I do take Frontier. And if you sign up with Frontier, what you can do is you put in your phone number and they will send you alerts to make sure that you know where your plane ticket is. You know that your seating uh, is correct. You know that the time you leave and your arrival time is correct. It's just a way for you to make sure that everything is going to go simple. Uh, And what you can do is you'll sign up for it, and it'll ask you to also check in the night before or 24 hours before your flight. 
That way you know that your ticket is valid and you're set, you're set to go. And uh, then after that, after you have your confirmation ticket, you know, you're checked in, you're ready to go. Uh, make sure you've got all your packing you know, you make make sure yeah. you can actually take what you have on the plane because <laughs> I have a funny story. Um, my mom and I were traveling, I think it was to Chicago or it was back home. And mm-hmm. we, okay, it was two. We took peanut butter with us because we're hungry. You know, we don't necessarily, <laughs> we don't buy food while we're at the airport because it's just a waste yeah. of money. You know, it's more expensive there. So like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll just take some like crackers and peanut butter. It's probably like, it's the most, it's the simplest snack. So we get there and we get through uh, the TSA. We're getting our bags checked in and they pull out our jar of peanut butter. They're like, what's this? <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> <laughs> We're like, it's peanut butter. What's, what's the matter with it? They're like, you can't bring peanut butter on the plane. <laughs> We're like, oh, oh. <laughs> we did not know that. We're like, it's just peanut butter. Why can't you take it on the plane? So the best thing you can do is definitely check in. Uh, and make sure you actually can bring your items on the plane because you had to throw away a whole jar of peanut butter. We're so oh mad. Like, that was our food. <laughs> so oh, no. that's the best way to keep your, your traveling simple is make sure you can actually bring with you what you have packed in your suitcase. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, also, the biggest thing, get there as early as you possibly can because when you're going through security, you have no idea how long it's going to take. I had to fly to St. Louis earlier in October, and I got there. I got to the airport an hour before my flight, and it took me 45 minutes to get through check to get through security. And oh I gosh. had to run all the way from one side of the of the airport to the other to get to mm-hmm. my gate. And oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how stressful that was. So I I would plan for at least an hour in security and get there like half an hour before that time. So I would literally get there an hour and a half to the Mm. airport, especially during Christmas and holidays and stuff. It's going to be a a lot busier than you really think it would be. So get there as early as you can. Uh, That's definitely one thing that I cannot stress enough. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's one thing with plane travel and just make sure you're comfortable you got your headphones you got your phone charged uh, <laughs> everything there <laughs> everything that you can keep yourself entertained depending on how long the flight is but oh yeah that's definitely I think, something I think I think cars as well uh no cars sorry I've been thinking about getting a car lately so I'm like cars <laughs> uh, no um cards with a d uh it's definitely like something you know because you can't use your phone on a plane right you gotta put an airplane mood all of that stuff and so you have like downloaded things exactly and so it's best to probably bring you know a set of cards and i think there was ah, i don't remember what game it was um but you know there's a lot of great like travel kit games that you can Mm kind of just stuff at the bottom of your bag and dig out and i definitely think yeah for sure cell phones like if you have there's one there's one game maker app maker on iTunes and I think on Windows and Android as well it's called Catch Up Catch App I think K E T C H A P P and they make a lot of great you know um, no no internet games like fun stuff that's kind of you know the the like you can stack blocks is one of the oh, games cool. that I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they have a huge variety of just like weird little games that you can play on the plane. And I talked to my friend. We um, I went to London over the summer, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, the night before the plane ride, I just downloaded maybe 
10 games from ketchup <laughs> or like ketchups and I just played all of them on the plane I'm like all right nice yeah there's a lot of games there's this one game that I have uh it's called um oh, I forget I can't remember what it's called but it was actually the popular game a while back where you had to get like a certain score with swiping blocks back and forth oh it's uh, 2048 yes that one yeah (laughs) that was such an addicting game and i played it all the time especially when i got bored so that games like that that would definitely help you especially with cards and stuff there's a lot of games like go fish there's war there's uh Guys, if you're listening, there's an interesting game that you can learn how to play. It's really fun and entertaining. It's called Egyptian Rat Slap. And it's like this crazy complicated game, but it's so fun to play. You can play with as many people as you want. You can even play with two people. Uh, So if you're really looking for a card game to figure out what to play, especially if you're traveling, Egyptian Rat Slap. And it's interesting. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. Especially with the name that it has, but it's, it's fun. Um... But also, uh, road trips, that can be a crazy ordeal as well. Oh, yeah. That's something that you've got to simplify as much as you possibly can. Uh, I don't know about you, but I go on a lot of road trips. We travel a lot Mm -hmm. by car. Uh, The other weekend, we were in uh, Wyoming or uh, Wisconsin or something like that. You know, it's it's close to Colorado. Mm -hmm. My dad was like, you know what? Let's just go to another state because why not? (laughs) We're like, okay. All right. It was like a two or three hour drive uh, and we brought some food, brought some water, you know, brought something to keep us, you know, entertained. Uh, So that's one thing is, is road trips can be very complicated. They can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So definitely um, make sure you can. Yeah, I I think, I think especially for road trips, it's probably a good idea to have like a trash bag on the car yeah 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 i know you know when my family comes back from road trips our car just looked like a tornado hit it it's just (laughs) trash everywhere you've got like the cup noodles and then you've got like these funyuns in the back like you don't know what they're doing there they're just there (laughs) i know and so we always we either find like a trash bag um or like a plastic bag that we can designate as a trash bag or we just we just bring like a little baby garbage pan a garbage pan garbage can in the, and put it yeah. in the back and then it's it's really easy to just dispose of trash that way exactly. so that you're not cluttering up your car so that's really nice <laughs> and thank you yeah. for that on road trips <laughs> it keeps that, things simple as well yeah. that comes in handy uh, I just realized that it wasn't Wisconsin I don't know what I was saying it was Nebraska we drove to Nebraska yeah. just to go but um yeah uh, especially with packing. <clears throat> I've mm-hmm. learned that it's it saves a lot of space if you roll your clothes instead of folding them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That's like the best. I just that's what I always do now. I used to fold them all the time, and then like, yeah. By the way, you can just, you know, <laughs> just roll them. It's really easy. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if you can go to Walmart and get travel size stuff, they have an entire section in their aisle for travel size shampoo, conditioner, body wash, deodorant, you name it. They've got travel size <laughs> toothpaste and everything like that. Because depending on how long you're going to be there, you're going to want to take, you know, as much stuff as possible that isn't going to take up so much space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's also nice, especially the um, 
the rolling, right? The rolling of the clothes. You can really fit a lot in there is what I found. Yeah, yeah. I learned that the hard way. So, (laughs) (laughs) stuff everything in there. But I, yeah, like travel size is really nice, especially because first of all, you fit it in. And then second of all, I feel like it won't leak as easily because you can fit them all into like a plastic bag. Ooh, that's also a good tip as well is to put all your toiletries in a certain bag and maybe yes. like put a plastic bag around that or like especially a if you're flying so oh, exactly. you all of your yeah. stuff <laughs> i had that before i had my perfume oh my all over my clothes <gasps> oh uh, no well i mean they smell at least good. i smell <laughs> good yeah <laughs> but uh, like toothpaste Ooh. yeah oh that would have been bad but thank you so much brigitte for this awesome segment i love how we can have these conversations but unfortunately <laughs> we are just simply out of time so during the break be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org which stands for be the star you are 501 c3 literacy and positive media charity i'm asia gonzalez and I'm Brigitte Gia. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Please don't go anywhere as we continue our talk about the gift of simplicity. The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. We celebrated the fifth anniversary of our launch of Express Yourself Teen Radio recently, so make sure to listen to past shows. And today, Asia and I have the gift of simplicity from the book Be The Star You Are for Teens. Uh, So here we go. When I was about 11 or 12 years old, I went on a trip to Tibet with my family as part of my summer vacation. I remember our drive away from the city of Lhasa towards the other uh, sites in the region. We stopped at the top of a mountain and witnessed the most typical Tibetan landscape, beautiful and desolate. With rocky mountains in every direction, minimal vegetation, and absolutely no urbanization, the only signs that anyone was actually lived here were the long crisscross chains of colorful fabric Tibetan prayer flags. I was surprised when I saw a group of small Tibetan children running towards us, dressed in tattered clothes, little faces lined with dirt. 
Unable to communicate due to language barriers, the children simply stood around us and were fascinated by the clothes we were wearing, the things we were holding, and everything about us. My mom brought out a bag of old snacks from our car and told me to give them out to the children because otherwise we would just end up throwing them away anyways. I opened the bag of little pea-sized crackers and all the kids swarmed excitedly around it, trying not to miss the opportunity to get their share of a very rare foreign treat. This was probably the only special, tasty food that they had eaten in a long time. Eventually, I ended up having to scatter the remaining shares of the snacks, and the kids literally picked up every one of the crackers off the ground and ate them. They had just picked up food off the ground that I would have thrown away, and yet they were extraordinarily happy and excited that they even had the chance to taste it. I had rarely seen so little bring so much joy to people. Strained the kids were, living in this extremely harsh natural environment to get adequate amounts of even the necessities of life, let alone any extra material gain. But that was precisely the reason they were so happy and appreciative. In their lives of extreme material simplicity, they had easily managed to find reason for great pleasure and satisfaction. I often witness people getting overly absorbed in the world of material gain, something that overshadows the importance of simplicity. The gift of simplicity gives us refuge from the ongoing struggle to gain more goods, more power, and more wealth. Simplicity means treating the simplest joys of life, such as those children had done, and ignoring the complications that gain and greed might bring upon us. Simplicity is emotional, letting go of all the worries and tensions in our lives and allowing ourselves to appreciate the moment. It allows us to harness the source of happiness that we often overlook and take for granted. Simplicity can help to reduce the stresses of competition and jealousy. Regardless of how much money or power one has, how fashionable of a car, how big of a house, how great of a reputation, we can all appreciate the gift of simplicity equally, and to as big of an extent as we want to. I admit that it is hard to forget the material cravings we all must have, but simplicity does not mean sacrificing these possessions. It means stepping aside from these pursuits and appreciating the simple, often overlooked happiness for a change. The gift of simplicity is universal. It is available to everyone who recognizes and grasps it. At any given time or place, for any given person, there might be a simple source of contentment to be found. After all, the essence of simplicity is that with nearly no material possessions, one can find simple joys. But Tibetan children had to learn the gift of simplicity, and they grasped it well. They could laugh and rejoice for the ability to run free, for the occasional meeting of new people, for each other's company, for the fresh air, for a small scrap of food picked up off the ground. Each and every one of us can find the simplest things in our lives for which to be happy, emulating the children's example. There is no excuse to not appreciate the gift of simplicity. Simplicity doesn't require anything. It is always available, outstretched, and ready for us to take. Uh, we have a quick exercise here uh, to just exercise <laughs> simplicity. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment and drop all the materials from our hands. And we're going to temporarily abandon the computer, BlackBerry, TV, iPod, etc. Uh, go, go to an open space outside and observe all the simple privileges and joys that are available to you. The fresh air, good weather, nice view, quietness and excitement, food to eat, and a place to call home. Take note of these things and learn to appreciate the simple things. Life is simply super <laughs> when we eliminate the complexities and enjoy the simple gifts. That is a very interesting exercise because to, especially in this day and age and with our generation, it's so hard <laughs> to just put our phones down. Um, and I can attest to that. You know, this 
whole time uh, while I was preparing for the show. I was literally constantly looking at my phone trying to see who texted me, if my friend texted me back, if my parents <laughs> had texted Like, I could not just drop my phone. And I realize that now when I am talking about this exercise, that it's so hard for us to just put things away and look at what is going on right in front of us to see what we have and to just enjoy it. It's kind of a challenge now, but it's a good challenge. Yeah. You know, it's like, I feel like especially um, the like need for materialistic wealth and like gain is kind of conditioned into us mm-hmm. by society and by like the times we live in. Because if you think about it, like, you know, when humanity started out, we didn't have all of these pleasures, so we didn't really yeah. think about them. Yeah, and we, we kind of, you know, took pleasure in the simple things. But then uh, as we get more intellectually advanced, then our society also, like, goes with us, kind of, like, expands with us. And we start to put more value on materialistic things without really taking a look at what we already have. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to, you know, just kind of sit back and really appreciate the simple things in life because we don't do that very often and we need to do it more. Yeah, we do. And, you know, I always think of, you know, how you were saying how in the beginning of like when humanity started, you know, we didn't Mm -hmm. have the pleasures that we have now. And I always wonder, you know, what would it be like for those people to see what we have now and how much we have in our daily lives? I'm pretty sure they would just be so overwhelmed. They'd be like, how do you guys even do that? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because in college, you know, I'm a sophomore in college starting a new degree. Um, It's insane when I think about what I have to do during my day. And it's not even the course of two or three days. It's just in one day, what do I have to do? And especially on the days that, you know, we come and we do the radio uh, and we do the Mm -hmm. show, I think of, you know, I have my homework. I have my dog that I got to take care of. I need to make sure that I... um, whether or not I need to pick up my brothers from school, uh, you know, preparing mm-hmm. for the show and just seeing anything else that is going on, especially with my company and the social media sites of the company. It's just so crazy. And it gets so mean that sometimes you just have to like step back and, and view it all in a simple way and take it step by step and, you know, put away unnecessary things and that are in your life so you can focus. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, definitely. Once you once you have more responsibility, like you have so much so much to do, it gets really really muddled. You know uh-huh. what you what you're really supposed to do, what your like you know clear path should be. And I feel like everyday mm-hmm. things, everyday complications distract us from you know the simpler like path in life that we're supposed to take. Yeah. Or like you know yeah I'll be I'll be working towards I I might go into political science um, in college. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. But That's the thing awesome. is, it's it's like it's like colleges want, you know, like internships, as many as you can get, right? It's mm-hmm. it's better for your college resume is what everybody tells you. And so what I ended up doing this September to November-ish was not only did I take up a political internship um, with a campaign, Congress campaign, I also wow. had to take in... It was really intense. But, um, <laughs> I, I also... You know, I also signed up for, like, science internships and, like, mm. different other fields that I didn't necessarily, you know, want to go in as much as I did, like, the political field. And I feel yeah. like 
that that urge to kind of oh you have to get into college you have to go to a specific place really yeah. does kind of overcomplicate some things sometimes and it's you know I've been trying to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too intense <laughs> yeah I I definitely remember being in my junior year because really that that path starts your junior year you know mm-hmm. everything gets super complicated and you're no longer in your simple freshman year where you're trying yeah. to figure out where you stand in the mm-hmm. high school food chain but it gets a lot more complicated than that. But the best thing really that you can do to really simplify that is mm-hmm. really, you know, try and listen to where your heart wants to take you, you know, really pay attention to your mindset and what you feel that you want to do. Uh, you know, at first, you know, since I was involved in business, I thought, you know, I'm going to take a business degree because, you know, that's what I'm involved in right now. So, you know, might as well. But then mm-hmm. the more I got, you know, the more I got involved in it, the more I realized that I really wasn't enjoying it. And mm-hmm. so I kind of had to force myself, you know, take a step back, try and see, you know, what do you really want? What do you want to experience in college? And what do you want to come out of it after you're done? And I thought, you know what? I really want to be in radio. I love being on the air and talking with people and making relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what better way to really get myself involved in that than to go for communications? And I thought that would be awesome because that was kind of my plan in the first place. But then I got the idea of business in my head. And the more complicated things got, the more I realized you've got to really simplify what you want in life. And I really think about that. And then you'll understand mm-hmm. like what needs to be done, especially, you know, uh, what you were talking about earlier with, you know, the materialistic needs that we have as a society. You know, it's so over overcomplicated, you know, cars, mm-hmm. you know, if you own this many, um, if you own this type of phone, you know, you have this kind of status. If you have this much money, you have this kind of status. It's it's so crazy to think how materialistic we've become as a society. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, it's so rough. To, and like, you know, I I feel like it it is really, really hard to detach yourself even it from is. all that's going on, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, we naturally, I feel like the society, once it's, you know, overcomplicated, it's, it's like you, it forces people to stay overcomplicated to be able to mm-hmm. survive within the society, you know, like with the you environment you went, you're in, it's just what yeah. you're surrounded with. Or it's like, if, if you don't worry about your future and you don't throw in so many different activities, then, you know, you have societal pressure, you have pressure from your, maybe your family, your friends mm-hmm. to really get somewhere and to overcomplicate your schedule. And like, you know, I have, I have friends who are like, yeah, yeah, whoa, you're really busy. That means you're going to be really successful. And that's not always the case. You know, you want to yeah, value simplicity. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Brigitte, thanks so much for being on this segment with me. It's always great to have you on these shows. And it's awesome to see what kind of conversations we can conjure up and kind of get our feelings out. <laughs> but uh, during the break, please, uh, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestaryouare.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestaryouare. Stay right here as we continue our amazing conversation on the gift of simplicity. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile Be the star you are 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of simplicity. And I'm Brigitte To talk more about simplicity, we have Jacqueline Tao with us. Jacqueline was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and had the huge pleasure of volunteering with Be The Star You Are for several years throughout middle school and high school. She started out as a book reviewer, went on to help coordinate book drives and community outreach events, and Jacqueline was on the original star team who launched Express Yourself Teen Radio in 2011. She also authored the chapter The Gift of Simplicity for the bonus section of the book Be the Star You Are for Teens. After high school, she attended Stanford University, where she majored in bioengineering and is currently a first-year medical student at Stanford Medical School. All right. Well, hello, Jacqueline. Welcome to the show again. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So could you tell us a little bit more about the trip that you talk, to, talk about in the piece that you have? Okay, sure. So it was a while ago. It was probably more than 10 years now. And we, I went with my family to Tibet. To, um, just, it was really just to see the place. It was really beautiful. There were a lot of mountains. But as I mentioned in the story, um, I think we really got to observe a different side of Asia that was different from where we grew up in China and different from, obviously, where I grew up in the Bay Area. So I felt like mm-hmm. that was really eye-opening to get to interact with, with the locals there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I feel like uh, I grew up in China, or I didn't grow up in China, but I've, like, visited family there, and, like, my parents are from there, right? And mm-hmm. so I feel like in the cities especially, and, like, in China's rapidly, like, developing economy and the 
the places are like really changing, right? Really becoming really mm-hmm. urban. And so it's nice that you were able to get away from that for a little bit and all the bustle of the cities and just kind of go back to, you know, the really simple part <laughs> of right, China right. still. Yeah. And, you know, where everything is at its roots. And I thought that was really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was really mm-hmm. cool. And I think, yeah, like you said, you're exactly right. A lot of the parts are so commercialized now. Mm-hmm. And we mostly, my parents were living in the cities. So it just looks like any other modern city. Um, you don't really get to see kind of the the nooks mm-hmm. of the country where where life is different and more traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And so um, you, in, in your bio, you stated that you are um, a medical uh, student, right? Medical I student. Am. I am. Yeah. And so I feel like I feel like that's always associated with, oh, everything's so complicated. You have to read through so much information. And so what are the steps you have to go through for medical training? And is there any like simple kind of aspect to it or is it all just like really intense? It's definitely very intense. Um, Yeah, they always say med school is super busy, so much to learn. You're always working. And I think that there's a little bit of truth in that. but yeah, I mean, the process itself is long, right? You have to, you have to, um, you do your undergrad just like everyone else. And then um, you apply to medical school. And that process in and of itself is very labor intensive and very time consuming mm-hmm. and quite intent, um, expensive as well. And then after medical school, you do this one year kind of training period called an internship. And then after that, you have three to five more years of more extended training called residency. And then after that, if you want to specialize even more, um, for example, if you're like a surgeon and you want to be a cardiothoracic surgeon, which is more specialized, then you would do this thing called a fellowship, which can be one to three years. Wow. So it's a long process, just the way it's set up. And I think there's a lot of potential for things like burnout um, you know, there's stress throughout. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's impo- I think probably the most important thing is to make sure that you're committed to it and you have to really know that you want it. Otherwise, there's no reason at all to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like as I've been in medical school, I've seen some of my peers really, really find ways to, to maintain some semblance of balance in their lives. Like I have one of my roommates is her family is Buddhist. They're from India and she does these meditation sessions um, where she just goes to one of the meditation centers on campus um, and kind of practices like deep breathing. Um, And I've gone to her one of, one of her meditation sessions and it's kind of, she just says, you know, you should think about what we're thankful for. Think about forgiveness. Think about, um, what are the simple things in life that we can appreciate? And I guess having that that group session where she's encouraging us to think about all those things was I, I thought it was a really cool way, cool way to maintain that balance. And funny enough, it's like quite closely related to the gift of simplicity theme that we have going on here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So with your trip to Tibet and all the things that you experienced, especially with the with the group of children and stuff, what was the best part of the entire trip? What was your favorite thing about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite things, I mean, there are so many great things about the place, but one of my favorite things was kind of the 
devotion, which with people with which people practice their faith. So there are a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of um, Tibetan Buddhists in Tibet. And there are a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of the, a lot of the region is filled with um, temples, a lot of monks and nuns. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of lay people as well are really, really committed to that religion. And I can give one example. Um, A lot of times when you go to a temple, you'll see people holding um, this prayer wheel. It's just like this little handheld metal wheel and it rotates. It's symbolic. And then mm-hmm. people will hold that and walk around the temple in a ritual and do that, you know, every single day for a certain amount of time, um, just kind of in adherence to the practices of, of their faith. Oh, wow. That's like, that's really intense. Like, <laughs> right. And it's dedicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, you take one step forward and then you're supposed to get on your knees and your hands and kind of bow and then get back up and then take another step and repeat that. Mm -hmm. Wow. wow. I feel like that's, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Um, So I think, I think definitely like that's, that's really strong dedication that you mentioned. And I feel like, I feel like with all the stress in our lives, when we're looking at people who are living kind of in more like first world modern there's so much going on we we forget about dedication especially and we forget we forget like about our dedication to simple things and mm-hmm. so we get really stressed out um and stress really i feel like plays a big role in my life personally um in <laughs> moving my focus away from like the dedication that I'm supposed to like build up towards certain things. And so what role do you think stress plays in our ability to really appreciate the simple things in life? Um, For example, like, you know, the, a lot of the monks maybe have more simple lives, so maybe they have less stress. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think stress can be kind of almost like a double-edged sword. Um, Mm -hmm. Like a lot of, all of us, I'm sure, feel like, oh, I'm so busy all the time. There are just like a million things I have to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think to a certain extent, I think to a certain extent, stress can help you to prune away some of the things that are less important to you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you only have 24 hours in a day. And so um, I think to a certain extent, it makes you think about, well, what's worth spending my time on and what's not worth spending my time on? And let me let's say I'll drop this activity because I'm not really committed to it and I'll focus more on like these three things that I think are really meaningful to Mm me. Um, So in that sense, I think it can kind of help you to identify like how you want to allocate your time. But then on the flip side, it can also be the case that maybe you're prioritizing other things a lot and you're not necessarily prioritizing your own well-being. And I see that all the time. That's completely not uncommon at all Mm -hmm. um and then I think I think those are the times when it's valuable to have something that's kind of you do that's unrelated to your aspirations like I've mentioned like the guided meditation that my roommate does a lot Mm -hmm. I feel like physical fitness is something that people at Stanford Med do a lot just not only for the physical aspect but just to maintain um their mental health and kind of have a Mm -hmm. time where they can get away from doing other high pressure stuff yeah definitely I think that's a good way to kind of simplify things down is taking time away from what you're dedicated to and 
and do something that is uh, a little bit different and allows you to ease your mind and ease your stress and and uh, which brings uh, the thought up of general education classes with college. You have these different classes that don't really pertain to your degree. They'll encourage you to take a humanities class or an art class or something like that that kind of deters you away from all the hard work and, and the stresses of the core classes that you have to take in general. And you can allow yourself to have some free time and some stress relief with something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people, even now, like, you know, four, five, six years after high school, I see a lot of people, mm-hmm. they're still doing the things that they were really committed to in high school. So those can really kind of set your your hobbies for a long time after like I know like people who did cross country in high school who still run and that's kind of the thing that they do on a regular basis because they like it or like playing an instrument so those things are really helpful and important I think even after you stop doing them officially yeah yeah I think uh my my English teacher actually still he's He's maybe 40, 40 something, uh, and he did cross country in high school, continued through college, and he's still doing it. It's like his, his like stress reliever kind of. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whew, dang. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for that awesome segment. Um, and don't worry, guys, she'll be back on for the next, se- next segment as well, so stay tuned. Uh, during the break, uh, during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Uh, there's more information under events at our website at www.bethestarur.org or btsya.org. Uh, I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for, for more information about our show. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation with our guests. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. And 
Again, we have Jacqueline Tao with us. And for over 10 years, Jacqueline has been a volunteer of Be The Star You Are. And she began as a book reviewer for Be The Star You Are. She then became an event coordinator and was one of the six original reporters on Express Yourself. Hi, Jacqueline. I think that's so cool that you were on the original like team of Express Yourself. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it was really a great opportunity. Um, I'm really, really fortunate to have been able to be involved in it. Yeah, that's so cool. So we were talking about how, uh, you know, we have the stresses in life and some things that can help us really make life simpler, especially with everything that's going on. And it seems as though we would all rather be six years old again with everything that is just going around uh, and all the stresses that we have in our lives. So what really made you appreciate the gift of simplicity as a child? So I... Um, grew up in a household where my grandparents were living with us. They were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. with us. And I think that they kind of brought a different perspective with them, of course, because they grew up in a different time, in a different place, yeah, with different resources and values. But I think at, at a fundamental level, um, they kind of taught us at least like material simplicity. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were very frugal and kind of of the mindset that, you don't need that much stuff, you know, you don't need Mm -hmm. to buy that much stuff. Um, We didn't necessarily like get gifts all the time. And I felt like that was completely fine because um, we weren't really taught to expect that. So I think, and and I think as a child that kind of makes an impression on you. um, Like when you're little, you don't necessarily have other stressors in your life, but Mm -hmm. just these little aspects of, of one's upbringing, I think can, um, can kind of influence the outlook that you take later on yeah yeah definitely I remember really as a kid the only important thing was my little mermaid Barbie and mm-hmm. I wish we could go back to that but you know as we grow older things get a little bit more complicated what has really helped you be more minimalist as you grew older and had more responsibilities in life and everything like that mm-hmm. um one thing that I found helped me a lot was actually having to move a lot throughout college Oh, it yeah. might be kind of weird and surprising, but at home, I had lived in the same house for eight to 10 years and stuff really accumulates. I think, I mean, I think most people out there can probably relate to the yeah. accumulation phenomenon that just happens, even though we like don't want it to. But in college, basically, I lived in a dorm every single year and every single year we had to move. You oh, stay in the same dorm for two years in a row. Wow. So as a res- right, and as a result, and you're also living with a roommate in one room, so you really don't have that much physical space. So every mm-hmm. single year, and actually at the end of every summer as well, I would have to pack up all my stuff and then move it to my next place. So surprisingly, that was really, really helpful for helping me, again, prune out what I didn't need and yeah. just kind of shave off all those extra things that kind of hung around but I never really used yeah definitely I did I moved around a lot as a kid and I didn't really have the opportunity to like really uh expand my roots anywhere for very long so it really helped me as a individual practice simplicity especially since we had to pack all of our stuff a lot and I really didn't feel like having to pack my room all the time so I kept as little things as possible Uh, with me so that really helped but 
in every day, in our everyday lives, there's a lot that is going on. And there's actually um, a lot that we can do to help make it a lot more simpler uh, and getting through our day uh, to make it a lot less complicated. So what are some things that people can do in their everyday lives to practice simplicity? And what are some things that you do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually read a book recently. Um, I think maybe some people have heard of it. It's by Marie Kondo. It's called... Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically about how to organize your life and get rid of extra stuff, like what I was saying. So this is a lady, I don't know if you've heard of her, but she kind of runs a business out of consulting for people who want to get their stuff organized but can't seem to do so. Mm -hmm. So her, her kind of mindset and philosophy and advice is pretty aggressive. She basically advised people, you know, she has a list of how you should go through your stuff. You should go through your clothing first because yeah, <laughs> that can often just accumulate and it gets old and you don't even realize it's there. Especially then, us girls. Exactly, exactly. A hundred percent. You know, clothing, books, papers, furniture. So she goes through those things and has a philosophy for, okay, if you haven't worn this in, in this much time, throw it out or just donate it if it's in good condition if you haven't read this book in this long or it's not relevant then get rid of it her philosophy with paper is actually you should just get rid of all paper like paper is not really helpful mm-hmm. and I think her her guiding mindset is that you should treat your belongings with love and respect um which is kind of a foreign concept to a lot of people are uh, yeah, it was yeah. to me. but uh <laughs> yeah she actually preaches that if you keep a shirt in a drawer and it's not folded and you don't wear it in a while, then, I mean, it will be sad, right? If you think of yeah. it as something that deserves to, to be treated well. So anyway, I, I just came across her philosophy and I thought it was really interesting because she helps people get physically organized um, in their homes, their rooms, their apartments, their offices. Yeah, but definitely. Think, right, but I think this this relationship with belongings where, you know, you want to treat your belongings well, you want to get rid of the ones that you're not going to treat well. Mm -hmm. And then what that results in, she describes like for a lot of clients that kind of helps them get the rest of their life organized as well. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was a very interesting concept. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really interesting to think about all the things that you do accumulate in your life, uh, especially materialistic things like clothes and and papers and stuff like that and you brought up a point earlier like if it's in your drawer it's crumpled up it's not even folded like is it actually important to you and I feel like that could come uh in handy with you know relationships in your lives or or friendships in your lives um and really it comes down to the simplicity of the people that you know and the people that you associate with so Mm -hmm. I think that could help out with friendships as well I, I totally agree. And I think her, I mean, her business and her philosophy only immediately, re- res, um, sorry, applies to belongings. Yeah. Because that's just what she writes about. But kind of the over, uh, the underlying mindset can really be applied to a lot of things. Like, you know, if you really value this friendship, then you should treat it well, keep in touch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And if it's toxic to you, then just... Like, it's okay to just let it go. Yeah, exactly. So what are some books out there that 
touch upon the themes of minimalism and simplicity since we are talking about this book at the moment. What are some other books that you know of? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was another book that I read recently that I thought kind of um, really effectively related this concept of simplicity with medicine, mm-hmm. which is what I'm doing now. And it was written by a neurosurgeon at Stanford. His name is Paul Kalanithi, and the book is called When Breath Becomes Air. I also highly recommend the read if anyone's interested in the topic. Uh, but basically, it was it was a, a pretty shocking and tragic story of this Stanford-trained neurosurgeon who was about to complete his training and was being actively recruited by all these universities because mm-hmm. he was just such an excellent surgeon. And then at age 35, and having never smoked before, he got diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, my yeah, gosh. He was diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. Um, and it was just so unexpected because of his age and absence of smoking. Yeah. Um, and absence of family history, things like that. So he he underwent treatment, but the treat you know, with cancer you have treatments and you have remissions, but then you have relapses. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Anyway, the conclusion of the book was that I think he passed away um well, I can't remember how long, but probably more than a year ago. And the book was a piece that he had written in the last few months of his life when he was no longer really working, but, um, but he was at home and he still had the, he, he had time and he had, um, you know, he had the ability to, to kind of put his thoughts down on paper. So mm-hmm. basically the, I think how it relates to the theme of today is that he writes about how, obviously he was a neurosurgeon, super stressed and his marriage was falling apart because his wife felt like they weren't spending enough time together. Um, yeah. So it's, it's stressful as, and it's understandable. But then after he got his illness, it really brought their relationship closer together, and he really got to focus on what was important to him. Namely, he really, really wanted to write at some point in his life, and because of his medical pursuits, which were also important to him, he never really had time to do that. And so, in the last few months of his life, his wife writes that he was singularly focused on finishing this book. So I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really inspiring example of, of um, someone who kind of practiced these concepts and took them to heart. Yeah, definitely. I think that is, a, that sounds like a really good book to read. I really want to read it now. But I think that in a way, he really simplified his life by giving his information and what he went through and his experiences to other people through a book. I think that is really cool. And it's, it's very generous, too, to let people understand what he went through and, and the experiences that he had. And it allows people to kind of take away from the lesson that he is trying to convey, uh, if he was conveying any lesson at all. And it's it's a way to really simplify someone's life by reading about what they went through and, and how they went through all the hardships and the victories that they had in life. So thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Jacqueline. It was really great to have you back on. Hopefully we can have you again on the show. But sadly, we have no more time. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be present, and live simply. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you would let yourself